0: Welcome back, y'all. It's time for another episode of the Geared Up Esports Show. With your wonderful hosts, Baz Stag and Ellieville. They're getting their gaming on. Are you guys ready? I think they are. Let's go! All right, folks. Welcome in. It's time for number three (laughs) on Stag's and Ellie's top five things that we love about Clash of Clans. Yes, I know, I'm going to say it once again. How could Ellie love anything in this game? All he does is stomp that proverbial mud hole in Supercell any chance he gets. I know, it's crazy, but once again, there are a few things I do love about this game. And we're going to discuss another big one today. And here we go, without further ado. Mr. Bagstag.
1: Esports. Good. Bad. Indifferent man it's in the title it's in the title um so we love the esports side of clash so much that we even use it in our title i think i think esports has has done for this game so much good now now of course there are going to be the aspects that are not so good and but it has added so much to this game the thing I probably uh, like most is that it's it's given a platform to everyone to be a part of it. Esports, while, yes, it is, it is, you know, there is an elite level to being able to be an esports player, but you don't have to be an esports player to be a part of the esports scene. And that's the bit that I love about it. While it is esports... And it is professional. You can be a part of that scene. You can have a team that maybe isn't a completely pro team that, you know, that maybe don't get paid a a weekly or a monthly salary, but get paid a percentage of their winnings or something. Um, And they could be a bunch of nobodies. They can be a bunch of people that have just met in a discord server. They can be a bunch of people that have met down the pub on a Friday night. They could be anybody. And they can become a part of the scene. They don't have to, they don't have to spend a load of money on jerseys, they don't have to spend a load of money on equipment. The only thing that holds people back being a part of an esports scene in Clash is the town hall, the account. It's having that max level. And let's be honest, it doesn't even need to be totally maxed. Think back to when Lex was playing, Lex Nos or Lex Tost um i mean his account got banned and he had to revert to his second account where all the walls were like three levels behind and it looked awful you know so and he was managed you know he managed to win quite a few tournaments with that account but that that for me would be the only thing that really holds anyone back and that inclusiveness i guess is the is the huge positive about the esports side for me so overall, yes, it's been a good thing for Clash. What do you think? Are you gonna Are you gonna surprise me? Are you gonna tell me that it's been the worst thing ever and stomp all over it like you normally do? Or are we gonna get well, are, we, are we gonna get Mr. Stag, are we Are gonna get big happy Ellie we to late, a today? We need the mark to stay in the books because
0: I agree. I think it's one of the best things to happen to the game. Any major game that has gone on to be successful. In the long term, for community play, has a solid esports background to the game by the likes of CS:GO and um, Call of Duty and, and games like that, huge followings because those games have been around a while, but also to their esports are just off the hook, so. Yes, eSports for Clash of Clans, I think, is a necessity. And it was a great addition having the Worlds come in to play from Supercell. It is one of the few things I actually agree that they did. One of the few. Um, But it is. I think it's a big catalyst. Now, I know there's going to be people out there to say, well, but you guys have said on previous shows, Esports is only like 1% of the whole community. Yes. But that 1% of those top tier level players are what paves the way for the community to get these updates. To get all of this action out there that's live on Twitch and YouTube. And, you know it's it it's so big because it helps the community in so many different ways one it's helped the community grow because we've got new troops we've got new levels we've gotten all these really cool pro style attack strategies out there on YouTube for us to go and try to be the next claws or yo-yo or um whoever you're a big fan of but at the same time, it's also helped people like myself and STAG. It's all of these eSport wars that have helped us grow to where we are now. This show, the Geared Up eSports show, would not even have been a thought if we didn't have eSports and I was just playing the game every day. I wouldn't have had an idea of, of taking this to STAG and, and, and try to make this a reality, which it has become a reality and it's been a blast but without esports there is realistically no podcast to be done you know there there's great podcasters out there with Clash that have just covered the basic community side of it but honestly i think the esports stag and 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 let me know what you think on this what, on this next comment here the esports side has been the catalyst for this game to keep growing and moving forward and not hitting a stalemate which I think very well could have happened if there was no introduction of major esports into this. I don't know that we're sitting at Town Hall
1: fifteen, honestly. You can't handle the truth. no, that's sorry. It's wrong, sorry. Um no, uh yes. I have to say, uh we would probably we we certainly wouldn't have the the kind of community that we have right now. Like that it just wouldn't have grown to to the to the degree it has if this wasn't an esports game and we've already mentioned it in a previous episode but when it, when it became an esports game now this was prior to worlds you know there was there were esports teams so the, the first one we've already said was dark looters they be, became tribe chief pat started that and you know fantastic that he did uh, I'm not sure who the second and third ones were, but very quickly we started to get basically the Chinese teams. We started to get pro teams from China. Uh, Queen Walkers were in there as well. They were one of the the initial ones. There was a massive influx initially, and that very quickly turned certainly the clans that I were, was in, the clans that I was a part of, turned them from uh, uh, insular sort of inward looking clans to clans that opened up their their views to having alliances with other organizations to becoming part of, you know, WHF, to becoming part of uh, EYG, you know, uh, I was part of EYG very early in my days of Clash because of the eSports scene that opened up when I was um, playing. I even played a a small part in an eSports team. Really?
0: What team was that,
1: sir? oh yeah oh yeah so i i, I <laughs> this is awful this is terrible um so this is where I first met Chase the ace, so I was part of uh aphelion aphelion uh joined so we my clan joined the aphelion organization we uh there was five of us, so I was a f- part of the five man team that put together a little pro Aphelion uh, Pirates team we would do uh, scrimmages and stuff with the uh, the main Aphelian squad that were that were going into worlds in fact we were scrimmaging with Aphelian the first time they got uh, they got through to, um, to 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 the lives now I was always the guy that attacked first because I was always the guy that was either gonna get a solid two star or a really high percentage one star Um so I'd I'd always go in first. The only downside for me was I would always so I'd be on VC, but I'd always get distracted. So I would I would switch off. I'd mute everyone to do my attack. It, it didn't it didn't. Do you know what I mean? Like the whole point of being on there is to for them to tell you when something's going wrong. Um, and then obviously at the end of the attack, I'd switch it back on, and they'd be saying stuff like, "Why did you know? Why did you drop your RC? Then you're supposed to save her in case the town hall didn't go down. You know, stuff like that." and yeah so yeah so uh so i think i think for sure if we didn't have the esports side of clash i i'm not convinced we'd even have town hall 15 i think you're right there buddy i don't think i don't think there would have been as big a community the number of people that want to be part of this specifically to play in an esports team it's huge and I know we do say about the, you know, it's it's around one percent or five percent or whatever it is of the community uh are, are they are are in esports. Yeah, but that's players. There's then the coaches, there's the owners, there's uh the the teams that are there for just scrimmaging, there are the people who watch it, there's a massive amount of people behind the whole esports side of it. How big do you think that would be? How I mean, would would Clash even be uh, as much of a worldwide name as it is now if we didn't have the million dollar prize pool? You know, the people that are that are traveling to Finland or traveling to Poland or traveling to uh, to whatever, wherever the next one is in America um, to go and play these tournaments. If it wasn't for esports, it just it wouldn't happen. Some of the the casters that we have, Eric Bash, Carbon, these guys they wouldn't they wouldn't be as big as they are now if we didn't have the esports no, side no, of it. no, we wouldn't. And it, you know that's the thing too. Like,
0: you know, let's see here. So, 2017 was the first World Championship. Yeah, because we've cause we've done a total of six, right? Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Worlds, uh, well, was, worlds. To, to, worlds
1: was 2019.
0: No, worlds. 2000,
1: 2019 right. was the so, first
0: worlds. Um, hold on a second here, because I am actually looking. I, I, I'm bringing up. I, I we found this website, so I'm bringing up some stats here All right, so let's see here. So 2019 viewers, all right, now viewers for esports was 41,272 for like the worlds. In 2020, It almost doubled. 80,783. So that goes to show you just how many people eSports grabbed and pulled in. Now, 2021, we're talking pandemic and everything else. It, It just wasn't as fun, I do believe, because... Of the simple fact that they weren't live. They were playing from home. I don't think it had the same draw. And I don't think that's... Oh, my God. I'm going to say this. That wasn't Supercell's fault. Oh, my God. Again, I'm eating sand. Saying that. But then last year now, bringing 2022. We're back. We're live at Supercell. Almost 66,000 viewers for the whole tournament in in total. That's the golden tickets as well. So they were back to almost what they had in 2020, which was that second year of esports. So, I mean, to me, though we preach and preach and preach about, you know, you do need to listen to your community and what they want. However, comma, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding with the viewer stats here. You know, it, that big of a jump from year one to year two is you doubled. You doubled. And that was because of the introduction of eSports and COC. Hands down, that's what it was. And... That brought in a ton more new players. We saw, like Stay said, a bunch of all these alliances, these clans now forming together. And then, quite honestly, taking the best players from all those clans to start forming their main team, their second team, and whatever. And the growth of the community events as well, giving people a chance there's no requirement besides having a town hall 15 to be able to go play for worlds now granted you're not going to make it as far as if you don't have a maxed out town hall 15 and you can't hit with a couple different tax strategies depending on base design uh, but it does it gives everybody in the community the option to do it and I, I know I know. in the past we've also been told there needs to be more in-game, more in-game, more in-game. I'd like to see the stats a little bit broke down a little bit further. That'll be for another episode of viewership for Worlds compared to the outside tournaments. And and see where the viewership is. Because I know some people say, well, they don't got Discord. They don't watch. Da, 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 da. Sorry. Uh, you're wrong. I mean, almost 100,000 people watched it. That is a good bulk of the players playing that game. I, I know there was over a million. But for the hardcore players that even are thinking they can go above and beyond, we're, are watching this. If they're not watching any of this or hitting that little, you know, esports tabbing game, they don't give two craps about playing in it. No matter, it, somebody better than claws can be out there. And more than likely, is, but they just don't have the desire to be. And here's a segue for you. Here's a here's a segue for you,
1: stack because I want you to take this one. They don't want to be in the spotlight. Many different reasons for that, Ellie. Many different reasons for that. Um, and I guess that's that's part of that's part of what what I I love about the esports side of it is the spotlight. It's the fact that we have that that celebrity now. We have, as well as you know me being a a really uh, average player of a game that I love. Um, I I have celebrities to look up to that are connected to that game. I've you know I. I have a shared commonality between me and you know thousands of other people who all think that Valley is the best player of all time and always will be, and anyone who thinks different is a crazy person. Um, you know, we, we could all form our own church of Valley, probably slightly less than the church of Yo Yo, and definitely less than the church of Stars. But you know, but th- th- there would be enough of us to have a decent congregation. And we wouldn't have that, that shared celebrity status if it wasn't for the eSports side. Uh, now, with that, you're right. Some people, there are some people, and, and we've seen it recently, actually, some people um were not overly happy to be sharing the spotlight or being moved into the spotlight. Uh, Jesus is a great example who uh, came out of nowhere, um, literally went from no one had heard of him to he was up there competing with stars uh, in Legends League. He uh, He was constantly first, second, first, second, first, second. They then convinced him to start playing professionally and within a couple of tournaments, he was banned. Turns out he bought all of his accounts that uh, that he hadn't farmed them all from 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 zero, and that's you know that's not a good look for esports. It's but it is it is a great example of the the one the one limiting factor that the esports side of clash has. You know you can you can start playing Call of Duty Mobile next week, and if you're good enough, you'll get into an esports team the week after. You know you don't you don't have to spend. Thousands, and let's be honest, it's probably probably many thousands of pounds or many thousands of dollars at the minute, um, to get a max account. I, you know, I don't even know how much it would cost, but it'd be interesting to work that out. But you know that 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 is the only sort of um downside to to new people getting into the esports scene. You are relying either on someone who has farmed up an account. To reach a point where they're confident to play in esports, and we do see that, we do see a lot of it. Uh, or, um, they they buy it. They buy an account. They cheat. They they. I mean, I mean. The, oh, I guess there's a third option, but we don't see much of it, where an organization can pay uh, and jam a Town Hall 15 account for a player to play on maybe i'm not sure how much of an option that is but you know but it's there uh the first two are probably the more the more prevalent of the two and look, let's be honest who's really who's really going to say look uh i'm gonna i'm gonna spend ten thousand dollars to get you to a max turn of 15 in the hope that you go and play a 1.2 million dollar prize pool, of which only 75 thousand, something like that. No, you or, get, oh, how much is it? it 500, I thought. 500, I can't remember. Something like that. I know it was six figures. Um, you know, you get to share between the five, right. six, seven, whatever it is of you. It's not. It's probably not going to happen that often. It's probably not going to. I'm not sure anyone would be, would be good enough for, to to warrant spend that amount of money on. But like you say. It's it's a small there's a very small percentage of people that that would be in that boat. The vast majority of our esports players have been playing for years. They've you know we've 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 seen them move up through the ranks. We've seen them at the early town hall stages. And we've seen them sort of play up through, and we've seen them in our streams. We've seen them in other people's streams, and that 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 level of celebrity that it's added to the game. It's just I think it uh, it it almost. It almost makes me feel like, like you know, it legitimizes my my me playing the game. It's no longer a you know a dirty little <laughs> a dirty little secret that I, you know I I'm not I'm not ashamed to say to people. Oh, you know, when they say what 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 games do you play? You know, t- ten years ago, I probably would have you know kind of said, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. No, quite happy to say, oh, Clash of Clans. Because we have, we have that legitimacy. I got one last
0: question for you, Stag. And this is a good or a bad thing. Does the major org, Na'vi, coming into COC, signing Queen Walkers, signing Mr. Eric OneHive as their content creator, is that a positive or a negative going
1: forward for the game to grow into something more. I don't th- okay, I don't think we're going to know that until until after Worlds. And let me let me explain why. If if we'd seen another major name coming in a few weeks after Navi and sign in another big team. You know, if we'd seen... I don't know. Uh, let's say... Let's say Nate shot, you know... went mental and... 100 Thieves decided to invest in Clash. I don't know. Let's go, you know, totally off... totally off the rails. You know, if someone like that had come in and said... Uh, you know, the, they're now sponsoring Badzinger... to take over... Uh, I probably would have thought then... Actually, that's a really good sign. That's a good sign that there's still life left in it and we're still going to grow it and it's still going to become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But that hasn't happened. Na'Vi are still the only big name in it. You can't really include Tribe because Tribe started in Clash, you know, so it's... Whilst it is a big name in esports, it's not a big name really in comparison. So I don't know yet. I don't know. If if Na'Vi uh, win Worlds and... We then see an influx of other orgs straight after that. Then yes, yes, I think it will be a fantastic sign for the game. At the minute, I, 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 I wouldn't commit to one way or the okay. other. Okay,
0: I, I think that's a fair point. Um, I, 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 I think it's. Well, a, what do you think I, on that? I'm with you. I think it's a positive if we see the growth of more majors coming in. Uh, one in particular that I'm I'm, I'm kind of following um, in other esports that is doing extremely well. And the reason I bring this up because maybe it would be the game changer for NA, which is FaZe Clan, which is NA based. And they are playing top tier in a lot of games. They're ranked top five or better in the world in a lot of other games. And Na'Vi and FaZe Clan have one heck of a rivalry, which I think could be a huge positive if FaZe Clan were to come in, sign a team, uh, a, a top-tier team, like you said, like a bad singer, uh,
1: uh, somebody. Yeah, but which, yeah, which I, I NA don't team know. do you think? Or would they have to... Do a fresh one. They may be the ones
0: with having, like Na'Vi, having that bigger backing gaming-wise that could pull five or six of the very, very best NA players, get them onto a team, and be able to keep them together to grow and make a run for the NA side. And I bring them up, like I said, Face Clan, I bring them up for a couple of reasons. One, because they are NA-based. And yes, I would love to see NA finally be competitive. But I think it's going to take a top-tier NA org that's comparable to a, a European menu org like Navi that's based out that way to come in to make it competitive. Just these piecemeal teams just are not going to work out at NA. We're seeing the struggles even for Strut, being a uh, a, a solid European team over the last couple of years between being Strut and alternate attacks. But there's been a ton of roster changes. There's still a lot of time for them to come in and get the golden ticket. But at the same time, you can see the struggles when you have that many team changes in the player aspect, they don't have their footing like they did last year at this point. They were looking way better last year than they are now. So I think it's it could be a positive. If we could get, if, if Queen Markers wins, I think we see more, more teams like phase and some of these other big orgs um, coming in. And investing into COC, which now is going to push the door even wider open because now all the followers for FaZe Clan, they're going to get into it. And they're going to want to start playing because they want to watch their favorite players from FaZe Clan because they have that big title plan, be involved in the game and, and learn how to do the things they do. So I think it could be a huge positive and a huge win all the way around even for Supercell, with the caveat, Supercell will have to take this ball and run with it, because if they don't, these major guys in orgs are gonna—they're gonna dip. They're—they're they're not in it just. They—they've got to see something tangible. For the team to make it worth their while to be involved in the esports side, if they don't, they're not going to stick around long and they're going to be gone
1: and I, I think that could be a detriment to coc you know what they need to do and and make make a note of this guys make a note of this cuz this is this is either going to be something um so smart that you'll all think uh, when it happens uh Bad Stag was a genius and and we should listen to him in all things uh or you'll think i'm an absolute idiot it's, there's no in between. um I think the only way, the only way that that will, you know, you talk about it opening up to bigger orgs and so on. The only way that that's going to happen, and I think I've said this a few times on the podcasts, the you know, it's going to happen is if they have the ability to be given max town off 15 or whatever it is accounts for their players.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it, there may be may need to be some changes there. Now, at the same time, like you you have also brought up is they sign a team like Queen Walkers that's already maxed out, and all right, the next update came out and they have to put in $1,000 for all six of their players to get maxed out or whatever, or $1,000 a player. That's a drop in the bucket because – there is a pool of solid NA players to pull from that are Town Hall 15s that are just about maxed out anyway. So I, I think I think going after an experienced team or building an experienced team out of players that have high hit rates, say, for the NA, for FaZe Clan uh, specifically, it isn't hard to do, and, and it's not a big investment for them to where they could possibly see some return on investment there uh, right away. Now, if they have to go out and they're going to get all new players and start from scratch, that's a totally different. They have to know these players are going to come out and be able to come firing out and be on the level of the Queen Walkers and the Tribes and the Struts and the Bad Zingers and the, you know, ETX Sports, and X-Team Sports and all that, you know, like – that that's the thing so it it there's a good possibility for it to be positive for the overall game, but it's also gonna be a positive for whatever major organizations like Navi decide to start dipping their toes in the water of esports and you know the the other thing to keep out there too folks there's not a lot of high ranked mobile gaming esports out there. And out of the few that are out there, Supercell holds three of them, between Brawl Stars, Clash Royale, and Clash of Clans. And they're all ranked in the top 40 with even the PC and console games. So that says something there. That That tells me that it's a, it's solid, but it could be better.
1: It definitely could be, and you're right. When you say that Supercell need to take advantage of, so if Navi win, and that's that's the, that's the bit we've got to be clear about. If Navi win this year, then that's where I see, and and you, you've already said this where you see other big orgs saying, you know, we we want a piece of that. You know, we want a piece of what Navi did this year. We we want to be the guys next year doing it, and so on and so on. But Supercell need to do something with that. Supercell need to have some sort of incentive to pull those big names in to make sure that they you know. Did Supercell have anything to do with Navi getting a chunk of the clash community? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think they did any. you know, I think I think that was either Navi or Queen Walkers. If I'm guessing it was probably Navi, to be honest, because they seem they certainly over the last few years they've gone through a huge growing um structure to buy into all sorts of different games and supercell need to jump on board yeah, I, I, they need to be a part of that and i agree do more supercell do more for your esports organizations do more for your esports community they deserve more um they're they're important enough to be making a lot of money for the 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 community so don't leave them out. No, and they should, not and, and you know,
0: I, I'm using Phase Clan because they are an American-based one, but some of the other top ones here, you know, you got Team Liquid, Clown Nine, G Two Esports, Fnatic, Phase Clan, you know, that's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's the top six esports orgs out there right now. Um, you know, so there, there is no no short shortage of major eSports orgs out there to help grow COC into something bigger and better and continue the game going forward so but with that folks we're gonna end it here So that was number three, eSports, of things we love. And, yes, Ellie actually loves five things. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? But come back tomorrow, number two. We're starting to get to the ones that are more near and dear to our hearts here. So you all have a great day. And that brings us to the conclusion of another Geared Up eSports show, folks. We love you all, and we'll catch you on the next one. Be sure to hit that like, subscribe, follow, whatever it may be on the platform you're listening to us on. We appreciate the love and support. You all have a great day now.